0: Hello and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today, I'm very excited to announce that we are starting a mini series, if you will, on the podcast. We're going to be covering the state of housing in James City County over a series of approximately six episodes. We're very fortunate here in the county to have an incredible staff in our housing office. And they're gonna help us work through this complex topic. Today we have joining us, Keith Denny. Keith is the housing manager for the county And Lauren Tolley. Lauren is the housing supervisor. Welcome. Thanks,
1: Renee. Thank you, Renee.
0: Glad to have you both with us. So let's get started. What is the purpose of doing this mini series?
2: Well, the purpose of the series is to educate citizens about what the housing office does, who we serve, why we do it, and the reasons that we do it.
0: Okay. I know that we have a lot of episodes ahead of us. What sorts of topics are we expecting to cover?
2: The topics that will be covered include uh, homelessness services, specifically emergency shelter, rapid rehousing and prevention programs that we have, our housing choice voucher programs. Uh, we'll be discussing fair housing, say, what safe, decent, affordable housing means, and uh, uh, what tenants' rights are included. Um a session on aging in place, which will include housing rehabilitation, revitalization, and uh, accessibility, uh, and then our housing resource navigation program for our first-time home buyers uh, and the employer-assisted homeownership in James City County.
0: Okay, lots of topics, lots of great stuff to explore. So let's go ahead and get started. Homelessness. I think it's important that we're all working off of the same definition. So how does your office define homelessness?
2: For our program purposes, we uh, assist those experiencing homelessness who meet HUD's definition of either literally homeless at imminent risk of homelessness or fleeing domestic violence. Literally homeless is defined as having a primary nighttime residence that is a public or private place not meant for human habitation. Um, or um, living in a publicly or privately operated shelter designated to provide temporary living arrangements, including congregate shelters, transitional housing, and hotels or motels paid for by a charitable organization or by federal, state, and local government programs, or exiting an institution where they have resided for 90 days or less and residing in an emergency shelter or place not meant for human habitation immediately before entering the institution. At imminent risk is defined as the residents will be lost within 14 days of the date of application to the program, and that no subsequent residence has been identified and the individual or family lacks the resources or support networks needed to obtain other permanent housing. And they are expected to continue in such status for an extended period due to special needs or barriers. Fleeing or attempting to flee domestic violence is generally the result of an individual or family leaving their home to escape harm or injury to themselves or their family, and therefore may find themselves in a, a potential homeless situation.
0: Okay, so four main tiers. Okay, so now that we have that under our belts a little, let's get into the wording, because I know that housing or that homelessness is a very sensitive topic and words matter. How does your office address folks who are experiencing homelessness in your office?
1: So what we do is we focus on the person as a whole and not their appearance, situation, or circumstances. Um, And we call it being person-centered. It's about respecting the individual regardless of their situation. And some of the terms that we use to differentiate Um, and become person centered and encourage that language is somebody who is experiencing homelessness or unshelteredness versus a homeless person. Um, We also refer to the people that we serve as our neighbors because they truly are neighbors. They're right here in James City County with us. Um, And we use terms like precariously housed versus couch surfing um, and imminent risk versus doubled up. Uh, We try to respect the individual and meet them where they are at.
0: Absolutely, so what causes people to experience homelessness typically?
2: Well, uh, that is difficult to answer. There's a variety of circumstances that can result in an individual or a family becoming homeless. Uh, Many of these situations that uh, any of us could find ourselves in through no fault of our own could include a job loss, um, a business closing, a family crisis, an injury or a health situation, that affects employment um it there could be uh, any number of things and and we could all be subject to that uh at any time
0: so what does homeless look sorry what does homelessness look like here in James City County are we do we have folks that are actually experiencing homelessness here
2: we do um uh we're not um Uh, able to disclose uh, due to confidentiality who they are, where they are, Uh, but we do have verified data that informs us regarding the homeless situation in James City County.
0: Okay, so let's talk more about that data. What data supports that?
2: Well, we have a a reporting system, the Homelessness uh, Management Information System, and we have a point in time count. The Homelessness Management Information System, commonly referred to as HMIS, is a system that collects demographic data across the state and provides specific information all the way down to the city or the county level. So we can get information specific to James City County. Uh, This data is used to determine the number of people being assisted through our programs, what that assistance looks like, and what happens when that assistance ends. This helps us to plan and prepare better uh, to address the needs here in James City County. The point in time count is a count of sheltered and unsheltered people experiencing homelessness that HUD requires each continuum of care uh, referred to as a COC nationwide to conduct near the end of uh, the uh, near the end of January each year. Uh, the data collected impacts the funding each area or COC receives. Uh, COC is a regional or local planning body that coordinates housing, and services funding to homeless families and individuals.
0: Now, Lauren, we're recording this at the end of March, and I know that you all did this point in time count in January. Can you tell us what you found?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the data from this year's point in time count, uh, we visited 10 sites or tents. Uh, We visited one vehicle where we observed 15 individuals total. Um, And then of those 15 individuals that we encountered, We completed what's called um, unsheltered interviews with seven of those. Um, The rest of the individuals reported that they had previously utilized our emergency shelter system in the winter, which is COFUM, the night prior to that. The area covered was between Upper York County, James City County, and the City of Williamsburg. Um, Of the the active tent sites that we visited, four were within James City County. Among all of the individuals interviewed, three were new encounters, meaning that we had never encountered them before up to this previous year. Um, And three males were age 45 and older, one was age 60 and older, and then two were HUD-defined youth, which means they're between the ages of 18 and 24, and HUD considers that population especially vulnerable or at risk. Um, Those youth, we were able to connect to our SOAR program, which is an expedited um, way of helping people who have multiple disabilities access Social Security benefits a little bit easier than they normally would doing so on their own. Uh, We also encountered one female who was age 60 or older, and that person was offered supportive services as well.
0: Okay, so I, I know that when you first told me those numbers, I was pretty surprised by that. To hear those. So, who experiences homelessness? And do you have any theories as to why?
1: There are lots of theories as to why people experience homelessness. Um, however, we're all one circumstance beyond our control away, kind of like Keith said earlier. And there are certain populations that do have higher risk factors, such as single males, single female parenting families, and LGBT youth and veterans. Those groups experience homelessness at a higher rate than their peers. There's also uh, needs to be taken into consideration long-standing historical trauma, geographical trauma, and post-COVID trauma. So we are seeing a rise overall in homelessness. Um, the population is getting younger, and we used to see more mature individuals, but, but now that's kind of the opposite case. Um, a lot of times, those who experience homelessness um, often struggle with mental health and wellness, and Um, physical health as well. And healthcare is certainly a concern. And uh, as more people are impacted by the uh, Consolidated Appropriations Act, um, and the Medicaid unwinding, and the decrease in SNAP benefits, um, we we really expect to see that increase even more. Um, We really believe that there is the importance in encouraging um, fiscal responsibility, and that right now there tends to be a lack of general education and knowledge about this. So it's not a political shortcoming versus a societal shortcoming.
0: Are there, Is there anything particularly unique about homelessness here in James City County?
2: Um, mostly uh, just because James City County is rural in nature, homelessness may not be as obvious Uh, to the average citizen, as it is in more densely populated areas. Um, There uh, is uh, homelessness here, and it's becoming more common uh, across the country in cities and counties, um, largely because the cost of housing uh, has increased and the inventory has decreased. Uh, Less housing available to the lower-income families, um, less that they can afford.
0: So... What is being done to help with this complex issue?
2: Um, Well, again, because um, we do have a rural area and folks are spread out, Uh, there's a a lot of places for uh, homeless uh, citizens to reside. We um, have several outreach efforts that we employ uh, to try to reach out to them. Uh, One of those includes our program coordinator Lindsay Lopez. She visits places that are often open, allowing uh, those experiencing homelessness to come in out of the cold or heat, specifically the library and the rec center. We also engage with community partners, including James City County uh, Police Department, Uh, because being homeless is not a crime. Our police officers are not focused on arresting the homeless, but they're instrumental in helping us identify those in need. And then directing them to us for res- resources including housing assistance. Um, we also have several voucher programs that we use to assist uh, those experiencing homelessness. Uh, we have uh, vouchers for um, homeless veterans, those with disabilities, Um, And we also, because we know that there are folks in James City County who sometimes are working two jobs and still can't afford to maintain their housing, we have a local subsidy program that we're rolling out. It will be discussed in another um, uh, podcast session, but it's uh, because we do realize the need. We have a lot of things that we've put into place to try to address that need.
0: Okay. Now, I'm very intrigued by the library. It's not something that I normally would think, you know, tell us a little bit more about what Lindsay is doing at the library or why the library is even a location that you all are focusing services.
1: Sure. So when you think about the library, um, librarians are the people who work at the library. And um, I think all of us can say that especially our librarians in James City County are the most welcoming, resourceful, knowledgeable, kind-hearted people. They have so many like great things to share, so much good information to share, and they are truly very welcoming to anybody of any circumstance who walks through that door. And that translates to kind of how we operate here in our office. Um, we really adhere to the principle in this book called The Librarian's Guide to Homelessness. And the idea is that we should treat anybody who is experiencing homelessness the way that librarians do, by providing welcoming and safe places with resources for anyone. All right. Well,
0: I hate to go back to or go to this, but, you know, not all heroes wear capes, right? Isn't that what <laughs> we've learned over the last several years? So how do we, at the end of the day, how do we get people into housing?
2: Well, I guess the short answer would be teamwork. Um, we build relationships around them. These relationships include local nonprofit housing and resource providers our police officers, volunteers and other agencies that can provide the resources needed to help those experiencing homelessness be successful. The process that we use uh, that we focus on is what's called what the state calls the housing first approach, which simply put means um, that we focus on the housing needs of the individual or the family before we focus on what because what caused them to become homeless. Uh, getting them to a uh, safe, decent, affordable housing allows us and them to begin focusing on things like job stability, income, and medical and health needs so that they can continue, they can maintain their housing.
0: Okay. Lauren, can you give us a little bit of an idea of what we can expect on the next episode of the podcast?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So in the next episode, um, I want our listeners and our viewers to know that all hope is not lost. Um, And in the next episode, we're going to be talking about emergency shelter, our rapid rehousing program, and then our prevention program as well to prevent people from experiencing homelessness. Okay.
0: Well, we are so, again, so very fortunate to have you all here in our community, helping folks that need help because, you know, things are hard. And It's nice for folks to know where it is that they can go for help. And so I just, I really appreciate you all and your efforts and the librarians' efforts and all of the partners' efforts. And I'm really looking forward to learning more about all of this over the series of our um, podcast. So once again, thank you both so much for being on the podcast.
1: Well, that wraps up
0: this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. That way you will be sure to never miss an episode. You can also go to a form on our website. We're at County, va.com, I'm sorry, va.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to find a form that you can give us show ideas, comments, critiques, questions. We would love to hear from you. So once again, thank you so much. And we will talk with you next time.